0: Hello, and welcome to Newsweek's Parting Shot, your dose of everything pop culture. I'm H. Alan Scott. Okay, so I feel like we've gotten to know each other, you know, a little bit over these past few months as host to listener, if you will. And so now that we're at this stage in our relationship, you probably know that I love a good casual chat with a comedian, like one that feels natural and easy and funny, you know, comic to comic. Well. That is exactly what I had with my buddy, John Gabris. John is a comedian, actor, and as you'll learn, he's one of my favorite people who enjoys nudity. You're just gonna have to listen further to understand what that means. John also co hosts the true TV travel reality series, 101 Places to Party Before You Die, with actor Adam Pally. We chatted about that and so much more. So go on, grab a snack, because I'll be right back with my buddy, John Gabris. So yeah, if it isn't clear from the introduction earlier, John Gabris is one of my favorite people. He's a fellow comic, but he's also just one of the funniest people you'll ever meet, like in regular everyday life. Beyond that, John is surprisingly deep. Besides talking about his TV series, 101 Places to Party Before You Die, which is on True TV, it's fantastic, it's a travel series, he co-hosts it with actor and his pal Adam Pally, it's wonderful, John and I also went pretty deep into body image issues and what it's like to party as we get older, and how John finally learned to be comfortable with himself. Honestly, this chat with John is one of my favorite chats I've ever done on this show, and I think it's going to be one of yours as well. And remember, please do check out 101 Places to Party Before You Die on True TV. It's on Thursdays on True TV. It's so so good. Wow. Okay.
1: Yeah, uh, yeah. No, right. That's not for that is not for me. And I'm John.
0: We're comedians and best friends who love to travel.
1: You slapped this Panama hat on me and now I'm a different person. Let's spin the wheel, But we only have 48 hours before we have to get Let's back get to our normal long lives.
0: Long. Look, we've got We've gotta live hard. We've gotta live fast and die probably soon. Let's
1: sit, in room. I'm going away with my best friend. And, and my wife hacking. is like, thank God you got work. My kids were like, you don't
0: have to FaceTime us every day. It was like, <laughs> what?
1: what? <laughs> I haven't done this in 20 years and 110 pounds. Come oh. on. Can we test for a concussion and you hit your head? No, 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 I'm
0: fine. That's usually what people say right after they get hit in the head. Baby, oh. let's roll the dice. Every week, we'll eat. Why is it so perfect? Drink. <laughs> Party
1: our way through a new city. Let's make a pact. Let's take a look. You can cheers anything you want that
0: isn't water. Oh my god, no. Put the non on fire end into your mouth. <laughs> Welcome to the International <laughs> Church of <laughs> Cannabis. What do we call the people that work here? Like, father?
1: And if we lose another round, at least we try. We'll go down together side by side.
0: Yeah, I'm going to need a full day just drinking water.
1: Baby, let's roll the dice. Join comedians John Gabriel and Adam Pelly. 101 places to party before you die. Only Thursdays at 10 30 on True TV.
0: Well, the show is fantastic. I honestly cannot think of another person better to do a show like this like it's so perfect for you
1: oh thank you so much i'm so stoked to have this job it's insane like we do so much stuff in this business to make money that you are like yeah look yeah i had to make money yeah this is like the first thing i've done where i'm like proud of what i did like yeah the first thing i'm proud of but like this is like and adam wanted to do adam and i wanted to do something yeah and We succeeded in doing it. We went through all the hoops, pilot, pickup, notes, all that. But we really had a vision and it it stuck. Now, whether people like it or not, whatever. I'm just so (laughs) excited to finally have been like, this is what we want to make a travel show that's funny. And then we did it. Whether it catches on, like that's all, it just feels good. There was not like halfway through, they were like, it should be a trivia show. You know what I mean? Like, or now it's on gas station TV. So, (laughs) Please mention gas or whatever, you know? (laughs) So we were lucky enough that, like, we wanted to do something. True TV was like, hell, yeah, we'll back this up. And then, you know, there were some creative conversations and it kept riding. So, I mean, and, and I feel right for the job I, and yeah. no imposter syndrome activated at no, all. It is for so like perfect for
0: you. It is so <laughs> perfect. I, I mean, I, I feel like I've known of you for a few years. I've known you for a few years, but I've known your work for yes. longer than I have known you. And, and just watching the show, I'm like, because I mean, I've, I've, it's it's just so perfect for you. There literally is like I can't think of another show where I mean, you could probably fit into a lot of shows, of course, because you're very talented and you're you're a funny stand up comedian. You're a funny actor and all the things, of course. But this you have a job where you are forced to travel with your very good friend and then get faced. For all intents and purposes.
1: Yeah, it's accidentally a job I've been training for for like 20 (laughs) plus years. Like I've been passively. I mean, I've been drinking since I was 14. Yeah, I've been traveling. You know, I've been uh, traveling for comedy since I was in my early 20s. Yeah, And I've been doing comedy with Pally since I was like 23. It's like we've and and then as I got older, my taste got. And I got a little bit more money, and a little, and like yeah. I got married. My taste got a little more elevated, but I still hold on to all my lowbrow tastes. Yeah. So now my I have a show where I can uh, sh- demonstrate all of those tastes. My curious, open-mindedness about life. My ability to have extended conversations while. F- up that I've been honing (laughs) at parties, much to the detriment of my friends for years. And now I'm harnessing it all for for quote unquote good for profit, for capitalism on behalf of my Warner Brothers and Discovery
0: uh, plus (laughs) daddies. (laughs) Isn't it funny how I mean, just like, you know, comic to comic, there's there is sort of a special gift, I think, that we have to be able to have any type of conversation in literally any state and no matter if we're screwed up or 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 we're bored of the person or we hate the person we're able to communicate in literally every situation it's a real <laughs> gift isn't it? Right.
1: <laughs> <Yeah>. It's, <laughs> it's a, I'll talk to, I'll talk whether they want me to or not. I could talk to servers, the toll booth yeah. person, yeah. the, uh, the person sitting across me, a person who I fundamentally hate and disagree with. I could yeah. chat with for, uh, I could chat with authority. I could chat with children. It's just, my mom said I had the gift of gab when I was a little <laughs> kid, uh, but I, like, I now, I guess I do. And I, again, you're right. I've been, and then, podcasting thousands yeah. of hours of yes. just asinine conversations. It's like it's all I got my, you know, even though Malcolm Gladwell's name is on the uh, yeah. Lolita Express mm-hmm. manifest, mm-hmm. we will just say his 10,000 hours thing. Uh, maybe that's maybe that's <laughs> right, too, though. Maybe he was I, right about one thing.
0: Yeah. I feel like I have been talking for way more than 10,000 hours over the years. And if there's anything like I always say this, if there's if there, if I'm good at anything, I'm not good at math. I'm not good at driving. I'm not good at a lot of things, <laughs> but I'm very good at talking. That is literally the only thing I know how to do successfully. <laughs>
1: yes, I think like and it's to to finally have like a medium that is giving enough where you can like make a little money just being someone who's good at talking you're not a great joke writer you're not a good actor you're not a great but it's like i am good at talking and i enjoy hearing people's perspectives it's like boom well that's what's
0: that's what's so great about i think you in that at least for me i was never stand-up was never like my end all you know what i mean like i never wanted to be a road comic even though i did travel i never wanted to I just wanted to communicate and talk and do things in different ways and like be able to do all kinds of things. And I feel like this show is sort of uh it 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 sort of allows you to be able to do comedy in a different kind of way rather than sticking to like the traditional stand up or acting or whatever. Like you're able to use your persona but at the same time like show us something interesting.
1: Yeah. Well, you know what? Uh, I talked briefly about this with Adam uh, after the fact and Matt Besser, who who was at the premiere. Mm -hmm. And we just like this feels like a low key, a way to bring improv to television. Yeah, Uh, because like it doesn't really work straight up filmed. It works great on curb and it looks great on the like they figured it out in a lot Mm -hmm. of ways. But here's another way to bring two improv and it's like that podcast energy where it's like yeah we're doing a 24 minute podcast it might have a few laughs it might not but we are two funny people where the podcast isn't necessarily trying to be funny but the conversations mm. about this restaurant or denver or whatever and we're both you know tr- and also and this is the the other thing this is exactly how adam and i are when we travel without cameras yeah we are yeah. Getting f-ed up, doing bits, flirting with any server yes. uh, employee, like being kind to everyone, you know, buying drinks for strangers, going mm-hmm. shop like all the sh- we do, like is how we go away for the weekend to Vegas together. Yeah, or how we travel even with our families. We are exactly the same ways. So like we don't it doesn't feel inauthentic to like try to yeah. do comedy bits at dinner because we're constantly trying to make each other laugh, too. Yeah. It's like it's like it's not phony I I, like we're trying hard which is maybe we wouldn't try as like the the real the only inauthenticity is when we're actually really tired and up in real life we're like (laughs) are you ready to just get out of here it's like let's go back to the hotel room and vape it's like now it's like here we're like and we gotta wake up you know we just have that little bit of fakeness of like I'm excited to do something (laughs) early tomorrow
0: (laughs) I had I recently went on a trip uh to London and Paris with my boyfriend right and my boyfriend who is so not a stand-up comic he is not one of those people that like can have a conversation with anybody he was genuinely nervous to be able to communicate in even London where we don't have a language barrier because he he didn't want to come off as like rude or disrespectful or like while traveling you know what I mean like he didn't want to have that energy whereas for me and I think you're probably the same way I'm like I don't give a I want to make a fool of myself like I want to be able to like be myself in this new space and see how I fit into this like new world. You know what I mean? And yeah. Yeah. Did you guys have that in some of the places? I mean, you guys traveled uh, inter- like nationally, but like, did, do you have that when you travel where you just try to like bring you to the wherever you're going?
1: Yeah. I, I like my dad, one of the only good pieces of advice my father ever gave me growing up was <laughs> just an next he on like one, like the first time I was going to like a party in high school and it was like New Year's Eve party. Like it was obvious I was, even though I had been getting up every weekend uh, mm-hmm. for since eighth grade, that was all sort of in that parent uh, child, like yeah. uh handshake agreement of like the eighties and nineties where it's like, yeah. I go, you better not be drinking and then you lie about what you're up to. And then I don't <laughs> really investigate you when you come home or why yeah. you're so cranky in the morning. Uh, yeah. And then, uh, so we, uh, blah, blah, blah. I going to rewind all the way back. So my dad <laughs> said, act like you've been there before. Yeah. And so that's the one piece of advice I bring like to my, uh, when I travel is like, yes, I am. Ex- uh, unfortunately, 100% myself. Yeah, but if there is a little bit of like, when in Rome, do as the Romans do. I'll mm-hmm. play it cool. If people are like, they wear cowboy hats at this bar, I'm like, yeah. I'll get myself a cowboy hat. Yeah, if it's like, yeah. oh, everyone orders this here, or like, oh, you got to do a shot of gin or whatever. I don't like gin, but like, if that's the thing, I'm gonna yeah. do it. I'm not a boat rocker. Yeah, but I like I won't rock the. Bar. I mean, I will if I fundamentally disagree with someone, they'll have yes. to hear about it. But yeah, the uh like I I'm going being myself, but I'm also being like, hey, is this like the vibe of this bar is like a quiet tea bar? I'm not gonna be my loud, obnoxious self yeah. if it's like yeah. this bar requires uh, uh this this place requires pants in a suit jacket. (laughs) I might not choose it to go to at all, but if I'm in already, I I, I'm going to do as the Romans do. Yeah.
0: Yeah. I always said that if I was on amazing race, I would do horrible at the physical stuff, but I would do great at like, the eating stuff and the like interacting with local right. stuff. Like I'd get someone to like me real quick and then get in somewhere. Like I'd be able to find AC real yeah. quick.
1: Yeah. I'm the child of like angry alcoholics. So like I'm, yeah. I, I know how to diffuse situations yes. and make people like me in yeah. like a quick burst. I know what Same. I have to do. Yeah. God
0: bless for abusive, <laughs> neglective parents. Cause that's my, my situation. I know too. how
1: to get it. A- I know how to get some happy attention. Yay!
0: <laughs> so like the the title of the show is 101 places to party before you die. And I feel like and on the posters I drive. I'm, we're both you're in, still in Los Angeles, right?
1: Yes, correct. Yeah,
0: I'm in Los Angeles, too. And I, I drive out of my 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 building and I see the billboard for you shirtless, like on my corner, like you are on a billboard <laughs> on the corner of my street. So I've seen you <laughs> half naked for the past few months. Um, yeah,
1: and you've been following me on Instagram for years. Yes, you've seen me more than half naked. I, a lot. <laughs> you are. I will
0: say this proudly: you are one of my favorite straight naked men. And I, I, I can Thank say that. Thank you so much. I can that's say that's all
1: that. I want to be. Yeah,
0: you're an ally. You're an ally. You're giving it to us. <laughs> um, but when you have party in the title of a thing that you're doing, and on the thing that you're doing, you are partially nude. Like, I feel like that's a big like that sets up a standard for like you being invited to parties and what you then do at parties. And like, when you go to parties, like you're setting yourself up for a lifetime of maybe disappointment from people. I don't know. Like
1: I, well, I am frequently shirtless. If the situation (laughs) affords it, if it's an outdoor, like I don't like tan lines. I like the sun partying outdoors with my shirt off, whether it be at the beach or a bar that allows it, like, you know, like that is top shelf. Me, I smoke <laughs> smoking weed and drinking beer without a shirt on is like a pastime, and I it's I, I am I come from trash, so yeah. that's part of it, yeah. Uh, but all, also, I just love the idea that at the on at sunset in La Brea or at yeah. the f- in, uh at sunset by the uh the, what's the, the shell station. Hotel? The cha- yeah, the shell station. Yes. The Chateau
0: shell you're a, station. You're above uh, the <laughs> shell station by me. Thank you.
1: <laughs> the Wilton. That's the. Uh, and the, the Home Depot. No, I, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah, oh, I'm a yes. dream, dream come true. I but mean, for to, to be on these giant ass billboards yeah. in a show about partying with my shirt off and nipple out and to be 40 years old and 300 pounds, it's yeah. like, that is. Fun like that. I can't believe I've been taking my shirt off and drinking at parties since I was like 16. Now I am 40 and I am (laughs) like iconography has been created to help
0: push that message out. (laughs) (laughs) I will say it is kind of I mean, we've talked about this before, but it is kind of like. It is freeing how comfortable you are with. I mean, even just just today, as of this recording, you posted a, a story of you like with a bath bomb, naked in a bathtub. So you are <laughs> you are very free with your body. And as a larger person myself, it is sort of it's it's a it's a it's a nice thing. But something that I wouldn't normally do. But I love that like you're putting that out into the world. Have you always been comfortable with your body?
1: No, God, no. I've been uh, I've always been like into sports like i've always been like i love sports uh, competing in them and i love uh the ocean and the pool so like i got not comfortable taking off my shirt but i got reps taking off my shirt as a child and then like like it was always hard like i didn't like pool parties because i had like little boobs you know Mm -hmm. i would always get made fun of by other people and like so that was always like on my mind but then like I eventually was, you know, I've been in and out of like wild shit. Like I was a college athlete. So I was in solid shape back yeah. then. I was a beach lifeguard. So I was in solid shape and I gained a little confidence in my body. And then that went away and I lost it again. And then yeah. like about, I don't know, however many years ago, maybe upon moving to LA, I got like, uh, you know, I was in my early thirties, like, mm-hmm. you know, quick little mini midlife crisis, but I started to be like, This is like the gross, like uh, overly mathematical way I explain what happened. But Mm -hmm. I thought like I am a certain size. I look a certain way. I'm at the beach in a bathing suit. And honestly, I don't feel like I look that great. Mm-hmm. I would like to wear a Speedo because I like the comfort of them. Yeah, I think uh, I, I like to have maximum uh, tannage. Yeah. I was a swimmer <laughs> and a lifeguard, so I like playing in the water in them. Are you from so Long
0: Island? Like- Are you from Long Island? Yes, see, I of knew course it. I am. Yeah,
1: yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah exactly. maximum so tannage.
0: <laughs> <laughs> right, exactly. I got to get look at the yeah. color I'm at right yep. now. Just inside yep. to outside.
1: Yep, yep. Uh, but I, I realized I'm like, if I wore a Speedo, mm-hmm. I like I already in, and this is like where my brain was at. This is maybe not the right method for a lot of people to get in this headspace. But for me, I was like, I feel like I look like shit. like if I throw a Speedo on I'm, if, and I feel 15 percent better. But even if I look 10 percent worse, yeah. which I may, yeah. but I feel 15 percent better. That's a net gain. That's a net yeah. positive. And so then I started wearing what I wanted to wear. And now all I do is get compliments about like my confidence and and it's like I and I see it. I see what they're saying. And I'm like, no, I just realized I'm like, this is what I look like. This is how I feel best. It's confidence is maybe the second tier below not giving a what other people think. I mean, maybe they're kind of intertwined. But for me, it comes from like the negative argumentative of like, no, this is what I want to wear. Deal with looking at me. Well, and it's
0: kind of the opposite. I mean, I as a gay person, I mean, you know, gay men have just like, you know, women and so many people, they have issues with their body. But like you don't hear straight dudes talking about look, feeling like they look like you know what i mean like you just don't yeah you don't hear that in media you don't hear that in popular culture you just don't hear that and largely because of the patriarchy is out there being like well you're a dude you're in control you're the best you're the everything and it's like just to hear you say like i felt like i looked like shit, but yet at the same time i wanted to put on a speedo and like do your thing like that that's something we don't hear from people a lot i think and i think it's kind of needed more
1: yeah uh thank you i I while we're just loosely on the topic, I got to thank gay men for mm. helping me gain confidence in. And th- there's been a shift in the last couple years of I not maybe people's tastes have broadened, but yeah. people are more forthcoming with compliments now. I mean, yes. people are more forthcoming with insults and uh, yes. ready to tear you down like they know you personally. Yeah. But. The, the positive uh, other side of that coin is that there are people out there who are ready to gas you up, who are yeah. like eight HL and Holy sh- you look amazing. You look gorgeous yeah. stunner, you know? Yeah. And for me, a lot of, I am a, a, a physical type that, it uh, turns out a lot of women like, but also yeah. uh, abundance of, and men in my uh experience have been a little more vocal about what they like <laughs> <laughs> visually. Uh, and uh. I am here for it. And gay men have truly helped me be like, well, f- if like these 300 people with bear in their Instagram handle yeah. think I'm hot, yeah. then f- it. that's that's 300 people out there who think I'm hot. I don't care if like that's not who I'm. I'm not seeking out anyone. I'm a married straight man. I'm just like trying to look good. And if I hear from 300 strangers that I look good, that works.
0: Yeah.
1: You know, that gasses you up. And that's awesome. Fandom has gotten like that, too. Like, yes, Uh, we love thick men and stuff like that. I'm like, hell yeah. Let's vocalize my over the pandemic is, you know, gets kind of funky and depressing. Yeah. But a habit that my wife has always had that I I picked up from her like pre-pandemic and then really started leaning in on pandemic is she will compliment a stranger if mm. they're wearing something that she likes or their hair is done in a certain way or yeah. he's got like great facial hair or a great haircut. Mm-hmm. My wife will just stop a stranger and say like, I f- Love your hat that where yeah. did you get it? That is so cute, and t- and then also, like that person's day is made. They have like a little engagement. Sometimes people are just like, I don't have time to talk to you, freaks. Like, yeah. but half like 85, 90% of the time, people are like, Thank you. Oh my god, thank you. I love this. Oh, as a matter of fact, you can get this hat if this hat is bullshit, yeah. it's a discount at Ralph's. Or, and you're like, Yeah, and now you're connecting. I just started doing that over the pandemic because it's was like,
0: so great, isn't it?
1: Yeah. And you like learn how to talk to people that yeah. without being flirty, where you yeah. learn to go like uh, your glasses are fantastic. You Yeah. Say it so and it's like yeah. and then you like say that to the barista and you're like, I'm happy to have complimented them. I'm sure they're happy to hear that the glasses they spent money on and they made a choice about are cute. Totally. Like, we all win. Yeah, it, it takes and zero
0: it, energy to be nice. It's just it's just it's just a good thing. It's so easy to make someone's day in a genuine way and an easy way. It's just so easy. And I don't get why people don't do it more, you know,
1: please. I, I'm, I'm with you 100% on that. It's, and I'm not very much a nice person. I'm not very much a phony person, yeah. but I've learned if you like, I could hate someone and like, and they could be driving me absolutely insane with their behavior. Mm-hmm. But if they have a cool shirt on, I can yeah. say it's a dope shirt, man. It's a dope you shirt. Know, like, exactly. <laughs> and it's yeah. like, I am not lying. Everything about you drives me f***ing crazy, but I'm yeah. not going to tell you that. I'm just going to say yeah. cool shirt, <laughs> cool shirt, cool
0: shirt. Move on. Go to the, the food yeah, exactly. aisle cool at Target shirt, move or something. Yeah, a, exactly. That's a
1: fucking. that's my Real Housewives. <laughs> cool shirt, move on.
0: <laughs> well, I have to ask you, so like of the places you're going in this season in 101 Places to Party Before You Die, what is one that stands out to you that you were look back on and you were like, that was lit? That was the place,
1: you know, we had a lot, a, a lot of fun. Some places were surprisingly cool because they were just like what I thought were like basic normal cities that ended mm-hmm. up having fun scenes. But the one that really took my breath away or I like I want to go, but wasn't necessarily lit, but it was Moab, Utah. And I had oh. never even heard. Heard of it prior to the show. Yeah. Like when they sent me the email of like, this is a possible destination, I was like, Mobe. Okay. And then I looked it up and it's like a few hours away from Salt Lake City and it's like an outdoors haven. You know what I mean? Oh. It's like for dirt biking, mountain biking, mm. kayaking, fishing, camping, yeah. hike, like all that shit is like, and it's like red clay, red sand. It looks like Mars. Wow. It's fucking insane. And I'm newly into like the outdoorsy shit so yeah outdoors you lost me I don't do outdoors yeah see I I I was not an outdoorsy kid like until I was in my like lived in New York City for 10 years Mm -hmm. the only thing I did outdoors was walk from one place to another or or, or drink same and then (laughs) then when I moved to LA I found myself being like I'm not really an outdoorsy kid but I was I am a beach person so I'm at the beach all the time and someone's like you know the beach is considered outdoors you keep (laughs) just thinking like the woods yeah and i was like oh yeah i do like the outdoors i like being outside (laughs) so then i was like i've never camped before i was before i had a distant dad so like when did you get an opportunity to do that on long island so i started camping a few years ago so and i got really into it and so moab for me getting to see i was like now i have like this like like outdoorsy goal of mine to be like yeah. I gotta go back to Moab and stay in a tent for a few days and wow. shit. Like I wanna do it now.
0: My outdoors is like shopping at the Grove. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like that's that's how and I that's experience stressful. the outdoors. Stre- <laughs> yeah. It is it is stressful. But like that's it's the outdoor I'm, here a, in Los I'm a
1: every weekend at the Grove guy, just so yeah. you know. Just so oh, you are disclosure. I oh. I go to, I live within walking distance and I uh go to the movies every weekend and oh. I walk I like to participate in. I think if you shrink capitalism down, it feels good. Yeah. If you're doing neighborhood capitalism. It feels
0: yeah. Good. <laughs> so- well, I will I will say I do that with a group of friends as well. All, not always on the weekends, but we always do Cheesecake Factory and a movie. That's the two things we do.
1: Ah, uh, dude, uh, my wife and I alternate because uh, we used to do like a Cheesecake Factory movie or a Farmer's Market movie. But mm. then in the pandemic, we stopped driving to the Grove and started walking. Oh. And that kind of changed change the whole vibe now like when we go see a movie and have a drink you feel less like yeah like you feel less gross because you got a couple miles in yeah but also yeah it opens where you can eat and drink from as well yeah like yeah like oh we're like oh let's stop at this spot on third on the way there you know what i mean or like it's kind of like new york in a way yes and so we've shrunk it down to a way in the pandemic because we needed something to make us happy in the pandemic yeah it's like taking a car off the road and, and feeling like a new yorker and with the proliferance of THC, you know, eat yeah. an edible, and if you're still too high after the movie, you're only walking home. <laughs> you don't have to, you don't have to drive the seven fucking spirals of hell down the Grove <laughs> a parking lot, high as like you're on a roller coaster uh... in your little fucking Volkswagen.
0: No, thank you. Have you tried the Italian restaurant at the Grove? The Mangia is it Mangiannos? Maggiatos, the yes. ones that like, yes. they
1: give you pasta to go. No, so we- good.
0: OK, so sold.
1: Sold. <laughs> we went there. We
0: went there on mistake one day because we were trying to go to. We won't even put any of this in, but we tried to go to Dupars, and they 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 were like, we're closing at like seven o'clock. It was ridiculous. And so we were like, where are we going to go? And we went to the Italian restaurant. We're obsessed. We're obsessed. It's like it's like oh, on okay. par with cheesecake for us now.
1: Whoa. OK, yeah. we got to we got to put that in. We got to put that on our naughty list. Try it. Uh, Try it. Uh, uh, the little uh, English pub. They're the ta- yes. market tavern that's also up. Great. That's really nice, too. And their happy yeah. hour prices are, I would consider 2018 L.A. prices, but oh, it's still wow. nice to see. Nice. So it goes, it, you know, knocks a dollar off your burger. I, back I, disgusting, but not awful.
0: <laughs> well, I have to ask you about traveling. So, like, I am I, I, I used to do a lot of traveling uh, for comedy. And then I uh, didn't in the past few years, I kind of scaled back. And then I focused more on just sort of doing stuff here in Los Angeles. And traveling to me is so stressful, both as a larger person, but also just in general, traveling is very stressful to me. How, like, what's traveling like for you? Do you actually enjoy getting on a plane and going someplace? And is it, like, is it frustrating as you've gotten older? Because it is for me.
1: Uh, Not to go full Machiavelli, but the end justifies the means. If I have to, like, in order to get to the beach in, uh, you know, maui or whatever yeah i i have to fly there i will fly there and it's something i've learned about myself is like a lot of people don't like to go to the beach here in la because it's like a bit of a to-do you know driving Mm -hmm. parking packing and i realized that i i can see the forest for the trees on some of these things where i'm like i know it i when when it comes to exercise and like self-respect and be like i know i can see that if i do this for a while i'm gonna be okay well, yeah. no, my brain won't activate that. But if I say like, <laughs> in order to get to party with your friends in Vegas, you have to go to the airport and get on a plane. My brain mm-hmm. goes, we can do that. And yeah. I will say my anti-anxiety meds, which is uh, indica dominant edibles, okay. are, are they really help me with the city? Because as a large person, mm-hmm. flying sucks. As a sucks. person. Yes. As a human being without a million dollars, flying is awful. You yeah. pay a fortune. They treat you like shit. Every mm-hmm. time you fly, something new sucks about flying. Yeah. You never know what it's going to be. Oh, and security treats you like shit. The desk mm-hmm. treats you like shit. They treat your bag like shit. Everyone treats you like shit from the top to bottom. And you're paying $1,500. It's like a weird yeah. S&M relationship you have where you're like, <laughs> yes. Is there water in that bag? I know there's not. I've done this before, but please yell at me. I'm a 40 year old man who paid two grand to be here today. Thank you. This I hope your day is better. I'll go stand here. You guys can look at a fing outline of my genitals on a screen just so I don't blow up a fing plane. See me fly. You can look at my records. I've flown hundreds of thousands of times and never blew up a plane. Maybe Give me some kind of pass. <laughs>
0: <laughs> like why but, don't you start trusting me, motherfucker? But and as th- a large so person, changing- it gets it's even worse because you it's add in Even
1: worse. Yeah. And I mean there's no there's no help. Like yeah. there's no like no one ever looks at a larger person and goes like sympathy. They look at yeah. a larger person and go, Christ, I hope they're not sitting like the yeah. look on people's faces when I walk down. If I'm not flying first, which I mm-hmm. frequently do just so I don't have to. Yeah. I, I will overpay even more just so that I don't have to like uncrack my lats when mm-hmm. I arrive somewhere. Yeah. And often I'm traveling for work so I can argue and I can negotiate for it, which I will yeah. cop to. Yeah. Uh, but if I'm like sitting in comfort plus or in coach or whatever, and I start walking back, you see the people with empty seats next to them being like, like relieved when yeah. I pass their aisle. Yeah. Cause it's like, I get it. I don't want to sit next to a large person either. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like it yeah. sucks. Be yeah. just the way space and volume work. But we're in America now, bitch. People yeah. are large and seats are small. We're all mm-hmm. doing it. Deal with it. Yeah. I sat next to someone my size in a two seater. It's, Awful for both of us, but we're also <laughs> in a situation where neither of us can really get mad at the other one. Yeah, what so are it's you like say? Mutual, yeah, it's like mutually assured destruction. Yeah. It's like,
0: yep. yeah. yeah. <laughs> I know. I, I, I've I've traveled with my my boyfriend mainly these past few times, and he's he's much smaller than me, so he sits in the middle seat oftentimes, and I'm right by the window or the aisle just so that. I'm not disturbing somebody else. You know and what that's I mean? What
1: my wife and I do. My wife is smaller than me and we do that, too. But she's also like, I'm so tired of having to sit next to a stranger yeah. on the other side. Yeah. And it's like, oh, f- I know. But if I put me in the middle, then all three of us are miserable. Yeah. Like, yeah, <laughs> like, exactly.
0: Well, yeah, it's,
1: it's on no t- yeah. the size where my uh, I just want to shout out positive behavior. I'm the yeah. size that I was on an awful Southwest flight to South by Southwest mm. uh, and Drew Tarver saw that I was about to sit in the middle seat and he had an aisle seat and he went, I'll sit there, bud.
0: Yeah, and like, that's Charver,
1: nice. Got good soul just knew like this will be better for like about five people if I yeah. if I make it just worse for myself. And yeah, I just want to shout out allies to big people.
0: <laughs> yeah, we need that. Well, my last question for you is so, you know, this if, if you guys get it. I don't know. If you, have you gotten another season yet? I don't know.
1: Not yet. Knock
0: on Not yet. Wood, Knocking please. on wood. Okay. So we'll take that out. But I do want to say when you do get another season, what yes, are some places? Yes. That. What are some places that you are dying to go that you haven't gone to yet?
1: Oh, interesting. Cool. Yeah. We talk a lot about that. So I've never been to Mexico City and Neither I've never have I. I and I can like kind of chat conversationally in Spanish, especially around food. Mm-hmm. So that appeals to me, uh greatly. I've been to Mexico a bunch, just never Mexico City. Yeah. Um, I'd like to go. I'd like the show to take us to uh, like we're. I'm still not thinking we're getting to go to Europe in season two, unless we're like gangbangers popular. Yeah. But three, four episodes of aired so far, and we're still waiting. <laughs> uh, but the uh, like I'd love to go to uh key west florida like Mm. i've gotten a little bit into like my uh crumb bum beach beach bum vibes in my 40s and i'd like to see some communities like that uh taos new mexico we do too much like kind of extreme stuff on the show for my taste i'd like to (laughs) go to some place where it's like sound baths massages Mm and spas and i'd like to do that for an episode yeah uh I'd love to show uh, we, me and Adam would love to show people the way we do Vegas, because I think a lot of people like hate Vegas for a lot. Like there's it's a, uh, there's a lot of good reasons to hate Vegas. I love Vegas. Just,
0: I love Vegas.
1: Love it. They just cater to too many people, which means it sucks sometimes. But anything you want, you can get. That's what I like, love about it, though. That's, what, that's I what I love about it. Too. Yeah. So yeah. it's going to bring some people who you do not want to be around. Yeah. I get I get it. But that's because this is like it's one of the most billionaires and fucking crazy poor yes. people are standing next to each other in Vegas. Yeah. Like trying it's to get like, a tall drink. Yeah. Trying to get a giant dumb drink. Vegas yeah. is fun for that reason. Yeah. And if you want to go and just eat at all celebrity chefs' second best uh, restaurants, or <laughs> go off strip and have some great Asian food, or yeah. if you want to like go into nature near Vegas, mm-hmm. or you want to Do indoor skydiving, ATVs, fire machine guns, like there's, there's a there's something called like the adult playground, adult sandbox in Vegas where you can uh, operate heavy machinery, like that you can like (laughs) you can like move a bulldozer and push sand around
0: and shit. Yeah, I have never that's fucking crazy. I've always said that Vegas is one of those cities that you can walk down the street and no matter how bad you feel about yourself. You're going to see somebody worse than you. And that is okay. Like that, it is the ultimate confidence booster of a city. And I also love a place that forces a lot of different types of people that I would never normally be around to be around. You know what I mean? Like it's just, we need more of that. Also, you'll never be the most, like
1: if you are a party person, you'll never be the most. up person in any location yeah. you know what i mean like yeah. you could be like oh my friends i going to think i'm a nightmare i got two blasts and they're like no like there were like seven people more f-ed up and annoying than you were at this party <laughs> You're like, oh
0: cool <laughs> well john i said it before and i'll say it again you are my favorite naked straight man and i think Thank everyone you. Should watch the show and I I will I will be sliding into your DMs as I usually do, and it is just fantastic. Just you're much the best.
1: appreciated, H Allen. Thank you so much.
0: See, I told you one of your favorite chats, right? You loved it. Let me know what you thought about today's episode. You can find me at H Allen Scott on everything. And thanks for listening to Newsweek's Parting Shot. If you liked what you just heard, you know what to do, leave a little rating and review, and maybe share it on social media. For more on the latest news and podcasts, head to newsweek.com and follow Newsweek on all the social platforms. Until then, watch something fun and have a great day.